Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Red or Dead, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the world of mysteries and thrillers and sometimes horror. This episode is 153 and we are recording on Thursday, May 11th, and I'm Kendra Winchester, here with special guest Liberty Hardy, and we're coming to you from Book Riot. Who knows what day it is? Who knows? I know, I was like... Wait, Zelda's coming out at midnight. That's the 12th. So it means, means this is the 11th. Like this. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, Hoka Liberty. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about Zelda, but I am considering getting a PlayStation so I can play the mm. Agatha Christie <gasps> Murder on the Orient Express game. That's not really. Amazing. I can't I can't get a PlayStation right now. <laughs> My husband would frown really hard. <laughs> but I did just learn about this, which sounds pretty cool. It does. It does. And uh, I love listening to things while I'm playing World of Warcraft as well. And I know you're also a fan. I think. Yes, we have to get it in because we didn't get it in last time that we like World of Warcraft. So I, that's our that's our thing. And they released mm-hmm. like the How to Train Your Dragon expansion pack situation. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> I can't figure it out. My dragon just falls off the cliffs <laughs> all the time. It's like, Phew. You were supposed to do this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should mention Katie is on vacation. She is. And so she is, if I remember, if this is the vacation I'm thinking of, I think she might be in that very haunted hotel in Colorado. <gasps> the Overlook? It might be It might be a little later this year, but she was telling me she was going to go for vacation. So I think this might be it. But if it is, we'll just get an update when she comes cool. back. Because I, I need to know, you know. Very cool. Well, I'm, I'm actually excited to fill in because my love for fictional murder and crime has been rejuvenated. Like, I, w- I had a job where I was reading manuscripts that were almost entirely true crime and mystery. And after a while, it felt like I should be getting hazard pay because all I did was have nightmares <laughs> about <laughs> murder and crime and all this stuff. And so that job ended in August. And so I've had, like, a long break where I've just been, like, reading middle grade fantasy comics and like, very, like, light stuff. And uh, I read a mystery, which I'm going to tell you about a little bit later, that sort of rejuvenated my interest, because it was my my first and favorite genre since I was a little kid. So I'm all about the murder again. I'm so happy for you, Liberty. Thank you. You know, I'm glad you've embraced the murder again. It's, yeah. it's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. I always remember I saw a Twitter profile, and I mean, this was, like, many years ago, but it was from a writer or a journalist or, or someone, and their their bio just said, I love fictional murder. And I was like, yes, yes, that is, I like to be entertained by fake murder, not so much by real murder, but I am continually fascinated by it, so. Yes, and I always love looking at your, your Patreon newsletter and, like, seeing all the different ones and all the different murder books, all great place, gonna... Gonna plug that in just as a, if you work in books or you love books, Liberty is awesome in all fronts. So just gonna. Oh, well, thank you. It's really fun to work on. You know, I spend like, I I know it's like when you look at it, it's just a long list of titles, but I spend about eight hours a week 
researching the catalogs and then another two or three hours plugging in those links. So <laughs> I, I believe it. I signed up so fast. I was Thank like, you. this is amazing because, you know, being a chronically ill soul, like my time isn't exactly abundant. So I really appreciate you doing all of that, that work and you do a great job and well, thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. My World of Warcraft friend, the only person who understands me. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, uh, speaking of World of Warcraft, Dylan and Gwen, the warriors that they are in their bitey face games, uh, they're both <laughs> crated today because Dylan lost privileges on a previous recording. And so he <laughs> might hear him screaming. <laughs> so what happens when you eat stuffing <laughs> during an interview, so, and then you throw it up while I'm on camera with this. I know, but I'm glad that you asked me back because it really was an accident. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, those are all the very, very important Corgi updates for everyone. <laughs> I guess we really should just jump into books and talk about, um, what are you currently reading, Liberty? So I just last night finished a book coming out uh, this July, on July 18th, which is my birthday, mark it down. And it's huge. Everybody's talking about it. Jordy's book club on Instagram was like, this is my favorite thriller of the summer. So I just jumped into it without knowing what it was about. And just like a few pages into it, I was like, what did you get me into? <laughs> and I'm not spoiling anything because uh, this is all in the description. But it turns out that it is. it starts out about a very fancy preschool called Little Academy um, where the... Uh, Preschool students have acquired a taste for blood. They've started oh. biting each other and their parents, and it's diagnosed as Renfield syndrome. Like, this is, like, a really grotesque satire about, like, what parents will do for their children and what length they won't go to. And But in the middle of it, uh, their, their teacher is murdered. Oh, my. And... Baker does a really great job of, like, teasing that out to the very end. Like, you don't know for the longest time, like, what happened to her. Uh, you don't know who did it. You don't know who to trust. It's pretty, pretty wild. And I found it really entertaining. I think a lot of people are going to be, like, gross. And I found it hard to suspend my disbelief in several places. And I will tell you that little children drinking blood was not the thing that I found hard to believe. <laughs> But uh, it's wild. So Bigger has like the Whisper Network, the Whispers, I think, the Whisper Network, and the Husbands too, which have both been like huge titles. So this is going to be huge. Plus the cover is fantastic. And this is Cutting Teeth. Is that yes. right? Yes. That's terrifying title, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> wait. It gets worse. <laughs> I'm going to put this on Katie's radar. It sounds sounds up her alley. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really well written and, and I did enjoy it. You know, I I just thought, like, there would be a lot... Like, if this was, was reality, like, people would be a lot more worked up about what was going on. <laughs> and children are terrifying, yeah. you know? Yeah. There are a few things more terrifying than children. I guess this is why we have fur children. Yes. And just enjoy <laughs> ant status. That's right. Because <laughs> we know... Maybe we know too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a break for our next sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so 
Cutting Teeth was what I just finished, and now I'm about to read a book that just came out that I was very interested in because I've never forgotten this woman that I met at a conference many years ago. We were sitting down. It was like a little lunch break in between like the panels and stuff, and she started talking, and she started talking to me about how she had taken a sabbatical from her work because the year before she had been chosen to be a juror for a trial, and it ended up being a murder trial, and it was a horrific experience between the information and the pictures and being there every day, uh, and she ended up with, like, PTSD. And I had never thought about this before, like, this information that you're exposing all these people to, like, in a courtroom or, you know, the people who who work, you know, in, I mean, you hear about, like, in law enforcement and stuff, but, like, she was having nightmares. She couldn't work. She lost all this weight. And, and I had always thought about her. Um, and there's a book that just came out by a journalist called The Trauma Beat, A Case for Rethinking the Business of Bad News by Tamara Cherry. And it kind of covers this, like how the system fails people who uh, sit in a courtroom on a jury, how the system fails people who are at mass shootings but weren't injured. Um, and it just sounds really, really fascinating. So I'm going to read that one next. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I I need to get that from my spouse. He loves stuff like that. Bless. <laughs> so I was like, what does that say about my spouse? But I just said he would uh, love that. But No, it sounds really interesting. <laughs> it does, you know? right? And it's something that we don't think about. I also, I wish I, I was trying to find this other book. I just got an e-galley of a book that just came out or is coming out. And I cannot for the life of me find the title of it. But it's about help for people who have caused harm accidentally. Like, what do you do if, like, you know, someone purposely walks out in front of your car or, you know, something that you do injures someone else irreparably? Like, it's it's a book about, like, that kind of, of trauma for people who are not, who are, like, responsible, but, like, not through any fault of their own, you know, which also sounds so interesting to me, so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's all sorts of great stuff coming out. Um, speaking of, I'm... As soon as we get off here, I'm going to be starting All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby, who's a huge favorite of mine. And he does a great job of featuring Black people in the South and their cultures and communities and in a mystery like thriller format, which is amazing. So you have Titus Crown, who is like the first Black sheriff in the history of Caron County, Virginia. And so it's like, what happens with him in his local community after spending years as an FBI agent. And so a school teacher is killed by a former student. And then that student is fatally shot by Titus's deputies. And so it just has this whole spiral, outward spiral of things. If it can go wrong, it will. I feel like S.A. Cosby does such a great job with characters in his mysteries and they have so much depth to them. Oh, so good. He's great. I love him so much. And I love his interviews and his advocacy for Southern literature. And that Southern mm -hmm. literature and regional literature is not a bad word. All literature is regional literature. And he is such a, like, you, you love to see an author who supports other authors from their region or community, et cetera, et cetera. So he does a great job there, too. Yeah. And he just co-authored that book with Questlove. So he was on Jimmy Kimmel last week? Yes. The week before? Oh, my goodness. I was like, ugh, I screamed when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a huge fangirl. And listeners, no, I, I just cannot stop talking about his books. But in 2022, I think I read his all of his books. And then I recently read his very first debut they reissued. And ugh, they're all so great. So. Yeah. There's supposedly a movie of one of them somewhere happening. 
Oh, that would be amazing. But you know, everything takes a long time now, so. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, before we jump into our theme, we do have some fun things from Book Riot that are going on that we wanted to make sure to mention. So uh, if you're a longtime listener here or other podcasts, you will know Jeff O'Neill, who is the co-founder of Book Riot. He co-hosts the Book Riot flagship podcast with Rebecca Shinsky. And so Jeff has this new project uh, that he is doing called First Edition. And I think it's like a variety show for books. That's kind of how I imagine it because there are all sorts of different interesting segments. Um, Some of them are like, Rebecca and Jeff try to figure out the it book of the month. Um, You have interviews with bookish people, whether that be editors or professors or whatever. And then you also have discussions with other Book Riot staff, co-hosts, etc. So I am so excited because I have heard everything from like a discussion of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, the, the Adaption, and like how like editing works from a broader perspective. It's so good. It's so good. If you're a huge nerd for books, this is the podcast that I have been missing since so many have gone, you know, have ended. We needed something like this. It's beautiful. So (laughs) 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 I am a big fan and they also have a sub stack. So all of that will be linked in the show notes. You can go find it, subscribe, enjoy. All right. So shall we do, let's see, do the call out for listeners, the usual update. So we have Uh, We love to hear from you all. And so if you have suggestions for upcoming episodes, please let us know. We love reading your lovely notes and we've taken a lot of the ideas that you all have sent and turned them into podcast themes and episodes, etc. If you would like to reach out, we will include the email in the show notes and you can just use that link. It'll be right there. And or you can just say hi, you know whatever you would like, but we like to mention this at the top of the show. So if you're listening and you think of an idea, you can just shoot us an email. We'd be happy to read that. And yeah, I always, I always love hearing from folks. So there's our update for that. All right. So uh, Liberty, I think you have our news item of the day. Oh yeah. This one uh, just hit the news waves yesterday, I think. Uh, And everybody's talking about it. So I thought I would mention it. But allegedly, a woman uh, murdered her husband and then wrote a children's book about grief and dealing with the loss of a parent. And then, like, a year later, she was arrested for his murder. Oh, my word. Yeah. So this took place in Utah. And like I said, this is all alleged. um, But they put forth the idea that she... Murdered her husband, which for various reasons, they were saying, like, his family said he told them, you know, she she wants my life insurance. If something happens to me, it's definitely her. I don't know why it took a year for them to arrest yeah. her. But in the time between when he died and when they arrested her, she she wrote, like, a best-selling, local best-selling children's book about grief and, like, losing a parent when allegedly she was, in fact, responsible for that. So Wow. It's like the children's book version of, you know, Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct. (laughs) Why would I write a book about a murder and then kill someone in that way? But, like, backwards. And with children. (laughs) And in no way like that at all, really. But, and, and like, all the headlines, of course, because they're clickbaity, they would make you believe that, you know, she was, like, this best-selling author that then murdered her husband. Or, um, you know, she wrote a book. And then murder her husband, but like it's it's a little different, but still very sad. Um, I you know truth is stranger than fiction, as they say. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, I hadn't even seen this. 
This is wild. I feel like this might be a movie one day. It probably will be. Like all things. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast episode's going to be a movie someday. It, you know, it might who, you know what? I won't rabbit trail us and who's going to play us, but. Tom Holland is going to play me. Okay. Timothy Chalamet will be Dylan. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> me? I don't know. I feel like in Hathaway kind of, we have a similar coloring, but I could also see go. Emma Watson. You know, it just depends. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Drew Barrymore and I share an oval face. Yeah. Uh, who, who's the girl from, from Portland near me? Anna something. Kendrick? From Pitch Perfect. Yep. Anna Kendrick could be you. Kate, what's her name? That was in House of Cards and is now on that new show. Mara? FBI or something. Yep. You know everybody. <laughs> See, I'm getting old and I only remember half things, so <laughs> I'm going to hire you to fill in my blanks. You know, <laughs> we, between the two of us, we have a coherent person. We're, yes, we can make a whole thought. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I wrote notes for all of the books I'm going to talk about. I was going to say, and today's thought is our theme. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander authors in their books for AA and HPI month. And I'm really happy that they've added Native Hawaiian because I know that was a discussion of like, you know, that they've been having over the last several years. So this is really cool. And I'm very excited for, you know, people embracing that as well. And so there's a lot of great mysteries and thrillers by authors for AA and HPI month. So I guess Liberty, do you want to kick us off? Yes, this is one of my favorite. I wouldn't even like call it a mystery. I would just say like one of my favorite crime books of the last several years. It also was winner of the Los Angeles Times Book Prize a few years ago. It's Your House Will Burn by Steph Cha, who I just think is just such a fantastic writer. And I know now she's like busy editing the Best American Mystery series and she has all this stuff going on by. Like, when she writes a new novel, like, I will be banging down the doors at the publishers politely and in no illegal way um, because I will want to read it. But, I mean, this was, like, a huge book, one of the best books of, like, one of the best books of the year. And it's it takes place in two different time periods. Um, there is the riots in Los Angeles in the early 1990s, and there is a killing that takes place during those riots, and then where... 20 years in the future. Um, and there are two people. The main characters are Grace Park and Sean Matthews. Um, Grace Park uh, lives with her Korean immigrant parents um, and she works at their family pharmacy. Uh, her sister has distanced herself from her parents for reasons that Grace doesn't understand, but we are going to find out why. And one night while she's with her mother at the pharmacy, uh, something happens and something, something terrible happens. Um, and it turns out that what happens is related to a shooting that took place in the 1990s that I referred to earlier. Uh, meanwhile, there's a man named Sean Matthews. His family has gone through a lot. You know, he's black. He's been in jail. He's just gotten out. And there are things... I, I really can't tell you anything about what's going on, really. But things are happening that might be related to what happens in Grace's life. And it's this really amazing, amazingly well-written story of race and crime and misunderstanding and family. And it's just so, so good. And honestly, I really thought that this would have been a movie by now because it 
like wrote itself basically like it's it's all right there for you she does such an incredible job but it's just if you love crime stories like a little less on the mystery side i mean there is some mystery to it but it's just so propulsive and fantastic and it just felt like it was real like i was seeing it as i was reading it um it was incredible so this is called your house will burn by steph chaw and my first pick, well, I did want to give a shout out to authors I talk about a lot. So like Shijata Massey, I've mentioned her a gazillion times and so has everyone else on this podcast, but just know like she's there in my mind and she has a new book. Yeah. I just got it today in the mail. <sighs> Number four, right? Yes. Number four. Yes. So excited. Are you jealous? So I am, I am a little bit, I have a little green eyed monster over here, but I will bide my time. <laughs> you just... Put Dylan in a little cat suit and send him to my house to steal it. With like climb up the side of my house with little suction cups and like break in. I I could see him. <laughs> I could see Gwen doing it. Really, not Dylan. She, and she would. She. I feel like she and and your boys would get along because they're both like yeah. very loud and destructive. Yeah, you can say horribly behaved. It's okay. <laughs> I know my cats are horribly behaved. Well, they're cats. I mean, they're, yeah. you know, they're Gwen and Gwen is just oblivious generally to anything. <laughs> I mean, she only has five brain cells. And so it's hard to like, yeah, imagine use those efficiently. But anyway, we digress. My first pick <laughs> is Miracle Creek by Angie Kim, because I really love just the way that she's taken a topic and kind of expanded on it. Um, she has a new book coming out. Is it Happiness Falls? Oh my god, it's so good. I can't even Okay. Stand it. <laughs> I don't even know if I can talk about it. It's so good. <laughs> yes, it's coming out September 5th and it's amazing. Well, there we go. Stamp of approval. <laughs> go pre-order. Stamp of approval. <laughs> We only need like Liberty stickers for the covers of books, but uh, you know we'll do that another day. Um, so Miracle Creek, which is interesting, it, it's about this this mom who was in this terrible accident. So there's this oxygen chamber, and people will take kids, uh, autistic kids, or people with chronic illness or various things to this oxygen tank, and it's supposed to have a lot of health properties. Well, one day the tank explodes, um, and people are killed, and so this mom was is then arrested and then is sitting uh, sitting trial for the murder of this and what was interesting is that i had never heard of this kind of oxygen tank but since reading this book i see it everywhere i i know people now who go to the oxygen tank for regular like treatments and it's, it's really interesting to see all of these different things angie kim is also uh has written this amazing court scene in this book and she is a lawyer but um you know, before she's a novelist, she's a lawyer and has done stuff in the courtroom. And so the dialogue is so amazing. And it's no wonder that it won the Edgar Award for best first novel when it came out. It was just, I I saw this book everywhere. Do you remember when it came out, Liberty? And it was just like all over the place? Yeah, I think it, I think 2019, was it 2019? Yeah, I think so. Maybe 2018. But yeah, I loved this book. It was my book of the month pick. When I was a judge, I mean, yeah, I think he went 2018. Yeah, she knows her stuff. Like, she's so smart, and the stories are so interesting. And it was originally called Miracle Submarine. I have a galley that has that as the title. Um, and then they changed it to Miracle Creek, because the Miracle Submarine is what they call the oxygen tank that people visit. Yeah, and it's really interesting having 
uh, her descriptions of the oxygen tank where like the parents and the adult, uh, parents and the adults, my word, the parents and the kids, they go in or if you, you know, some people are there for infertility treatments as well. So, you know, but you have all these parents and these kids going in and it's sort of like you take a tour of why they're in this tank and she kind of profiles all these different people and it's just really fascinating for me for a mystery or thriller. I really need to connect with the characters or I'm just not like, I don't care enough if that makes sense. And I think she does a lot of great things with the characters in this book. And so I'm so excited for her next one. Liberty says it's great. So we all need to go pre-order it and check it out. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I loved Miracle Creek and I, I can't believe she topped it. Well, I'm now especially excited for it. Well, until then, you all can go check out Miracle Creek by Angie Kim. Okay, so my for my other pick, I thought I had a couple in mind, but then I decided to go light. I was like, I'll, I'll go a little light on this time. I mean, yes, there's murder, but uh, I chose Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Q. Sutanto. Sutanto has a zillion books out now in like a very short span. She has a, a middle grade fantasy series. I think the second book is coming out this year. Um, she's done romance. She's done YA. She had a great YA last year called, uh, well, That Was Unexpected, which I loved. She has uh, two books that are uh, Dial A for Aunties and the sequel for Aunties and a Wedding, which are like sort of cozy mystery murder stories. Um, she has an adult thriller coming out in August called I'm Not Done With You Yet. I mean, just so many books. This one came out earlier this year, and it's it's pretty cozy. I would I would call it a cozy and I would also say it's less about the murder mystery and more about the connections and the people. But uh, it takes place in San Francisco in the middle of Chinatown. Uh, there is Vera Wong. She is a little old lady um, who has a tea shop called Vera Wang's Tea Shop because Vera Wang is a famous designer and she thinks people will think it's Vera Wang and they will come in and buy her tea. It doesn't quite work like that. Her husband has passed away. Her son uh, doesn't visit very often. Um, he doesn't understand why she doesn't close up shop and move away. She's also uh, very nosy and unforgiving and kind of gets into the middle of everything. And one morning she comes downstairs from her night of sleep and there's a dead body just laying there on the floor uh, in, in her tea shop. And she decides, like, this is what she's been looking for for all this time since her husband died. Something to do. She's going to solve a mystery. Like, so much of it, like, she draws a, an outline around the body with a Sharpie because she knows that that's what police do. So she thinks she's being helpful and she's, you know, she's just, like, trying to figure out, like, who murdered this person in her store. Um, and as the story goes on, she has her list of suspects and we get to know them. And they kind of become friends and... She realizes, like, eventually she's going to have to turn one of these people over to the police. But in the meantime, you know, she's, like, learning all about them, learning all about their motives, like, who did this. It's just not, she's not a doddering old lady. She's uh, misguided, I would say, well-intentioned, but also, like, super bossy. And people are like, what? Like, they can't say no to her um, because she's so fierce and just, like, pushy. Um, she's really fun. So if you, like... I don't know. If you like cozy mysteries, then this is a great one for you. It is Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Q. Sutanto. And before we jump into my next pick, let's take a moment for our next sponsor. 
So my next pick, I really wanted to include a cozy mystery. I feel like recently we've been doing a lot of really intense books over the course of our theme, so I wanted to make sure that cozy folks are represented, and that is Death by Dumpling by Vivian Chen. And if you want a series that has a lot of books in it, I feel like this has quite a number, not exactly like some of the other cozy mysteries, like my mom has some that have like 30-some books in the series. This has, I think, getting close to 10 now if not more. So she has a lot of books in the series and it is absolutely delightful. I always love a cozy mystery and food. So we have Lana. So Lana's life seems to have combusted. She broke up with this guy. She ended up like leaving her career and now working for her family in her family's restaurant. This is not the future that she had imagined for herself. She feels like everything about her has broken and she's just feels emotionally delicate. So she's back at home in a very familiar place working at her parents' restaurant when one of their longtime customers, Mr. Fang, eats some food from the restaurant and turns up dead. Now, he is allergic to shellfish, and there was this whole thing that they knew he was, and they took very good care of him and were very cautious in how they presented the food. So she's like, well, it's not us. We didn't do this because we've done this a gazillion times. Like, what is going on? So then she really has to go and figure out who on earth killed this guy. And so her the restaurant's in like this, I guess, strip mall kind of situation. So she goes to the different shops and starts interviewing these people, trying to like be a sleuth and figure out who on earth killed this man. And she's trying to do it to also save the restaurant because if people think that her family's food is murdering people, they're not going to have any business. But I really love that this book is just, I don't know, it's so cozy. There's food, there's like family, and this is a perfect cozy mystery. Uh, Liberty, haven't you read, have you read all the books in the series or just? I own all the books in the <laughs> series. I've read the first few, yeah. And I think, I- I'm, I'm sorry to correct you, but I think the, the murder victim is actually their landlord, not just a, a good customer. Like, I think he's. yes. He's the landlord. Dun, dun, He's dun. the like the property manager. Yes. Yeah. So that makes it an even bigger deal. High stakes. Yeah. Murder situation. Yep. So there is a lot going on in this poor woman's life. But I feel like that it is heartwarming ultimately, which is weird to say <laughs> about like someone <laughs> dies and it is very heartwarming, but I guess this is the show to have that. But um, so there are a lot of books in the series. I think, uh, double checking, I believe there are nine. Yeah, she just announced another one. So I, th- I think it was the ninth one. Yeah. So that is quite a lot to be getting out. Yes, June 27th. So it was, I was like, I think I picked both of these because they had these books because they had, the authors had books coming out. So yes, number nine. So that is really exciting. I could be not be more thrilled. So that is... Death by Dumpling by Vivian Xian. So I have that very particular, like, bibliophile issue where I've been buying all of these in mass market, and, like, around the fifth or sixth one, they change the size of the mass market, no. so it's a little bit taller than the others. So, like, they're sitting on my shelf, and I can just hear it calling to me, being like, we don't all match. We don't all match. I'm like, I shut feel up. That. I feel that. <laughs> but, yeah, she's great. Well, what new books are are you having your eye on, Liberty, for this general time of the month? 
So I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. This is one that just came out a couple of weeks ago that I feel like needs more attention because I loved it so much. It's called The Night Flowers by Sarah Herchenrother. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Sarah Herchenrother. Um, it came out from Tin House and it's so good. It's very sad. It's not like an adventure thriller. It's just a mystery. Um, and it's actually based on a true case or inspired by a true case, I should say. And in this book, the bodies of a woman and two children, one of whom DNA shows later is not related to her, are found in these barrels in the middle of the forest in New Mexico. And nobody knows who they are. Nobody figures it out. And this case sits for a very long time. And now 30 years later, there are these two women that are the main characters of the story. One of them is a woman named Laura. She's a librarian. She also works as a search angel which is somebody who works helping people find their ancestry, working with those online DNA sites, like putting family trees together for people. And she has stage four breast cancer. Um, so if that is something that is triggering for you, please know that there is a lot of discussion of treatment and, and the disease in this book. But after her treatments are done, she becomes fixated by an article she reads about these unknown victims of this case, because it's the 30th anniversary, so people are talking about it again. And there's also a police detective who has just transferred into the cold case department at her small police station, and she is assigned this case. Or, or I should say, not even assigned, like, she chose the hardest one first. And so, separately, they start investigating, like, who these people could be, and then they come together, and they're going to work on this case and, and figure it out. Um, and there's also another element to it where we hear from the victim. Like, the victim narrates parts of the, the adult victim narrates parts of the book um, in a very lovely bones kind of way. And... I thought it was really beautiful. The author herself at the end talks about how she had breast cancer. And so um, a lot of, of that information went into the story. And I mean, I read it and I was like crying and I was like, what a beautiful story. And it's so sad. And I, and I already had read the true story that it was influenced by about the woman and the children who were found. They were found in the woods in, in New Hampshire um, in barrels. And, you know, it just makes you like appreciate life. And it just... I thought it was so excellent. And I just want to give like a quick shout out because the case of those unidentified victims that were actually found in New Hampshire was solved by the woman who also found the Golden State Killer using DNA, Barbara Ray Venter. And she wrote a book of her own, which came out in February called I Know Who You Are, How an Amateur DNA Sleuth Unmasked the Golden State Killer and Changed Crime Fighting Forever. And I want to shout her out because when... They kept mentioning her and things at first. They made it sound like she was like this little old lady who is sitting around with all this time, like just trying to put puzzle pieces together and oops, she solved it. But like this woman is smarter than like all of us put together. She was a patent attorney. She had a degree in biology. She worked tens of thousands of hours every year for free, on these cases, you know, and the media was just like, oh, this older woman in California, she's so clever, you know, and so I wanted to shout out her book because she's a genius, and she does amazing work, and she has helped solve several cases, and it's really inspiring, and she herself started out working as a search angel, which is what the narrator in The Night Flowers does, so. Okay, I'm done ranting about those. <laughs> Uh, so my pick is The Lost Sons of Omaha, Two Young Men in American Tragedy. I, I found this book really interesting because 
it begins with this the setting that we have. It uh, starts with like on May 30th, 2020 in Omaha, Nebraska, a 38-year-old white bar owner, and he was a veteran, former Marine, um, Jake Gardner, he fatally shot James Sherlock, who is a 22-year-old black protester and young father. And so originally when the white district attorney, Don Klein, um, concluded that Gardner had acted in self-defense, and so he wasn't going – so he released him without a trial, and that he thought that was going to be it. But the a second grand jury inquiry conducted by African-American special prosecutor Fred Franklin – he ended up indicting Gardner for manslaughter, and he demanded that Gardner face trial. Days later, Gardner died by suicide. And so the this book, True Crime, looks into the deaths of these two men and the connections between them and really investigates the situation because there's a lot of false information that came out around in and around this time period. So the author is trying to sort all of that out. So it sounds like a very intense book, but it is... I feel like a lot of true crime is coming out that focuses on racial justice and and justice for women who have been murdered by partners, etc. This true crime movement to look at bearing witness to people's lives versus just sensationalizing a crime. So I feel like that's what this author seems to be doing. I haven't read it yet, so disclaimer there, but I'm interested to see how it turns out. Well, all right. All right, so I, that is our; those are our new books. So yeah. I think we made it. Yeah, that was fun. I got to talk. A lot. I like. I'm. I don't know. I have all these books waiting for me that I like pulled up on on my PDF reader that I'm like murder, 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 murder. So <laughs> I'll probably like tomorrow morning be like, uh, I can't sleep. So much murder, but I don't know. It's really fun so far. <laughs> we. We will take it. I feel like uh, <laughs> that will mean that you have lots of great recommendations. Yes, I'll be ready for next time. Definitely, definitely. And in the meantime, read Happiness Falls. Kendra, you have to read Happiness Falls. I will. I will read Happiness Falls. Okay. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you to Kendra for inviting me to come and rant and rave about mysteries and murder. Thanks so much to our wonderful sound editor, Jen Zink, for always making us sound great. For our show notes where you can hear about the books we talked about, head over to bookriot.com slash listen. For more book recommendations and bookish goodness, you can head over to bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. Or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice to subscribe to First Edition. Make sure you head over to bookriot.substack.com and... Yeah, if you want to send an email with feedback or show suggestions, you can reach us at redordead at bookriot.com. Otherwise, you can find us online. Kendra is on Twitter and Instagram at KG Winchester. You can find me on Instagram at FranzenComesAlive. And we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>